everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Going to the Show with Tools. Covering live music in and around Charlotte usually. And uh, if you've been listening the last few months uh, with everything COVID pandemic related, it's uh, a lot of music online. So it's uh, episode 17 covering August 2020. Thank you for uh, joining. And uh, would like to one more time thank uh, my friend Julie Banks for hopping on last month. My uh, listening numbers were a little higher this month, so I'll give Julie credit on that one. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about um, what Julie and I talked about last week. She she talked about, you know, businesses and consumers and bands and everybody having to pivot, you know, during all this and uh, having to find a new way to do things and, and consume things and all that. So um, we'll talk a little bit about that as we go along. And, um, you know, also, if you didn't get a chance to listen last month, it was a good conversation good conversation we had and uh, just excuse some of the technical glitches as it was um, the uh, first time that um, I did it uh, streaming online with a conversation with Julie. We just uh, did it over our phones with a new feature that um, Anchor has, my um, app that I'm using to uh, do all the podcasts. So what are the state of things in, in Charlotte? What's going on here? We're still in... Uh, believe it's phase two-ish that we're still in. We haven't made any opening up improvements at all. Uh, we got pushed back the last time we had an announcement. Our next one due is September 11th. Uh, we'll see what the governor does around there. I don't expect to see much change. Um, there's a lot of pressure to open up gyms. So maybe gyms uh, get, a, get a pass in the next one. But I did see on the news tonight that... Um, Currently, restaurants that serve alcohol and uh, wineries and breweries, all like anybody serving alcohol, you can't serve alcohol um, here after 11 o'clock. And they said they're extending that to October. So I would think that's not a good indication that things will be improving. Uh, in my county here, Mecklenburg County, which is incorporates Charlotte, our numbers have been getting better. But overall, the state's still pretty bad. Our um, positive test rate's over 10%. And uh, I know the big colleges out in the Triangle area in East Carolina, they've had a lot of outbreaks, which isn't going to help numbers at all. But um, that's kind of where we are um, here in Charlotte and what's going on. But um, in some excitement, I did get to see live music twice last month. I think, as I said last time, my friend Doug Norton, who's been a guest on the show, a great saxophonist and, and plays other instruments as well. He had a gig on a Friday night with um, a friend of his, Jade Moore, who's a great guitarist and uh, singer here in Charlotte. The two of them played an outdoor gig at a barbecue restaurant here in town at a uh, development called Ray Farms. And uh, shout out to Improper Pig, had a good dinner there. And I uh, had some excellent chicharrones as an appetizer, which I loved and brought a whole bunch home. But uh, it was just great. I went there with my friend Elise, and we met some other friends there and sat outside and listened to music for a few hours. They played mostly uh, classic rock stuff, but mixed some other stuff in. And um, they're both just excellent musicians. And it was um, uh, fun that um, just to be there and enjoy the evening. And like I, I've said in previous podcasts, I've been pretty good with social distancing and staying home quite a bit. So just to be out with some friends and and uh, laugh and joke around, enjoy some food, and, and on top of it all, the live music was was just great. Um, 
so thanks to Jade and, and Doug for getting me out and, and put on a great show. And they had, they drew a great crowd and it looked like people were, um, tipping really well. So, so that's great. Um, I know, um, talking to Doug and, and following Doug on social media, a couple bands he's in, they're starting to get a, a few gigs here and there. So, um, like to, like to see, um, you know, more and more for him, but, um, they also, I also got to see live music. I think it was the week after that on a Saturday night, uh, Cabo Fish Taco, um, which is, uh, they have two, two great venues here in Charlotte, but the one here in Ballantyne, which is near the part of town I live in, they did a Saturday night, uh, charity deal, you know, where part of the proceeds of your bill go to a charity. And it was uh, a school, school supply fund drive was what they were doing. So I went over there on a Saturday night and they had an acoustic guy playing on the patio and, and um, he was good and got to enjoy another hour of live music on a beautiful night and uh, enjoy some great um, uh, Tex-Mex food. So that was fun. Uh, the funny thing was the guy was a little bit older and he played all 60s and 70s songs, which he, he did really well. And and it was a, a lot of good tunes he played. But I was like, dude, you haven't changed your, your set list in forever, have you? He's probably been doing that 20, 30 years. But, uh, but it was fun. Always great to see live music and um, good to see artists get, get back to work, uh, you know, in the ways that they can right now. So, and I think uh, Saturday night I'll be seeing a show and it'll be a drive-in show, which I haven't done yet. Uh, here in town, downtown Abbey, the Echoes are playing the music yard, which I've talked about uh, in the South End here in Charlotte. Um, they're playing and then also Saturday night, WNCW, uh, who was going to be putting on the Earl Scruggs Festival this weekend in North Carolina, which of course got scrapped. Uh, they're putting on a drive-in show in Spindale, North Carolina, and uh, Chatham County Lines headlining that with a few other artists. So um, got to see what friends want to go out, who's interested, and, and make a decision from there. But um, weather holds and tickets available, uh, I'll be able to check out some more music Saturday night and um, also get my first drive-in show, which will be fun. Um, so, so that's Charlotte. And then also new edition in months, what live music I actually saw in person. So that was great. Um, and I'd like to get back to kind of the whole pivot thing that I mentioned at the start of the podcast with what Julie brought up last month. And, and it was really true what Julie you know, brought up about it because I'm, I'm seeing it with the streaming options that I have, you know, when the pandemic first hit and, um, band started streaming and stuff, you know, there was a lot of free stuff, you know, and the band would just, a band or artists would just put their Venmo out there or PayPal and say, Hey, if you want to donate, donate, you know, but, um, we're going to get out and perform and, and, uh, you're starting to see more bands, you know, go to pay performances, you know, where they're getting together in a, in a room, whether it's a studio or, a, um, a club or a venue with no audience and they're streaming the shows that way. Uh, you know, and charging 10, 25, 30 bucks, you know, depending on the artist and, and what they're looking to do. Um, and then that fans app that I've talked about previously, they're doing more pay shows and they have a really wide mix of genres of, of music. They got quite a bit of stuff out there. Um, some of the festivals that have been streaming stuff, they're doing some pay things. Um, definitely getting some more drive-in shows. I know uh, Warren Haynes that I love, uh, guitarist of Garvin Mule and Allen Brothers. Uh, he announced two shows up in Connecticut on a, a farm up there, and they sold out immediately. He's he's going to play with Danny Lewis from his, from Garvin Mule, 
And so just this week, I think he announced the shows last week and they sold out. And this week he announced three more at the same venue. So uh, you're starting to see some more of that. Avid Brothers um, played here in town over the weekend, well, not in town, up in Concord at the racetrack. And that was an immediate sellout. And I think I talked about last podcast where they kind of had tiered pricing for, you know, how your visibility was and what your options were to see inherit. Um, but the um, one of the sports talk show hosts today was talking, him and his wife went to the show and he raved about the experience, you know, how much fun it was. And he'd go to more concerts like that. So that was really encouraging uh, to hear, you know, positive talk about that show. But Avid Brothers always put on a great show. So I have no question that they would ad- adapt to the surroundings and, um, and put on a great show, especially in their home state. So, um, that's some of the things that's going on as far as, um, bands pivoting and, and changes. Um, the, uh, dead made a change. They're not, um, streaming shows anymore. Friday nights was grateful dead shows and Saturday nights was dead and company. And, uh, they've stopped that. They're not streaming anymore. Uh, fish, widespread panic and Dave Matthews, they're still doing their weekly streams. Metallica is still streaming weekly. Uh, I believe Jimmy Buffett's still streaming pretty close to weekly. Um, and, uh, pretty cool. Jason Isbell and Amanda Shires, they started up their ISO lounging again a few weeks ago. Um, they're kind of struggling with the video a little bit. The video gets a little jerky during it, but they're doing it every Friday night, uh, half hour show. And, uh, they had, um, uh, guest on, um, I'm going to forget his first name, but Hamilton from, uh, Aerosmith. It ends up, he's their neighbor. He came and jammed with them. Um, so it's cool to see them back out there doing it once a week. Uh, any chance I can get, can hear Isabel and Amanda, I'm, I'm happy. So, um, so it's good to have them back. But, um, and then another thing I want to talk about as far as bands pivoting and stuff, I know I mentioned an earlier podcast, but, um, Great funk band out of New Orleans, Tipitina's, uh, a year or two ago, they bought the, uh, or Galactic from New Orleans bought the famous club Tipitina's, jumped ahead of myself there. Um, and they were pretty upfront and pretty quickly once the pandemic hit that they were struggling trying to keep Tipitina's open, you know, that it was a big financial burden on them with not being able to put on shows there. And they've done some streaming shows and stuff. Um, and selling a lot of merch, things like that, doing what they can to support the club and get, bring support in. And what they've decided to do is uh, they booked five or six Saturday night shows, a whole run, you know, different band each Saturday night. And you could either buy the entire package of shows and get access to all of them, or you could buy them on a one-off. Um, Samantha Fish, who I love, she's doing a show there in September, so I'll probably buy that one. Um, I'll be excited to, to check that out. But, you know, it just goes back to what Julie was talking about, about having a pivot and being innovative. And, and it goes for everything. You know, it's for businesses. It's for artists. It's for uh, workers, employees. It's for consumers. You know, we have to change um, the way we do things and enjoy things and and put things out there. Um, the Panthers here in town, the NFL team, they just announced that there won't be any fans in week one. Um, you know, because of the restrictions we still have as a state, you know, as far as gatherings and things like that. So, you know, I, I always go up and tailgate with the same crew every game. I don't always go into the game, but at least I go up and tailgate, you know, may hit a bar after the game or come home and watch the game, but, you know, won't be doing that at least for week one this year. 
I hope uh, things improve and I get to see my tailgate friends. But, uh, you know, any aspect of our life with what's going on now, everybody has to make changes, and make adoptions and um, you know, a a adapt to the surroundings and make things the best we can. So it's really neat to see artists doing that and um, doing what they can. I had hope um, the Music Cares Act um, and Save Our Stages was a bill proposed in, in Congress, uh, had had bipartisan support, is supported by a Democrat and a Republican from Texas. I believe the Democrat, uh, I forget who the Democrat was, I won't say because I'll get it wrong, but the Republican was definitely from Texas, you know, which has so much live music and uh, was really help, hopeful that that was going to be in the last stimulus package, but nothing happened with that stimulus package. So nothing happened with um, Save Our Stages and getting some help to independent music venues, which is you're already seeing so many stages across the country and some really famous ones too that have been around for decades closing and it's just so sad and um especially you know because clubs are pretty much my favorite place to see a show if it's not outdoors I, I'd, I'd like to be in a club seeing a show and the intimacy of it but um uh, I just got reached out today by a couple of the venues in town, put out on social media that, to ask to sign a petition for them because the city of Charlotte's putting together a Carolina Cares aid package for various businesses and organizations and the independent music venues got left out. Um, so they're hoping to get part of that and, and, and get some of that aid. It, it was um, Neighborhood Theater, Visualite, and um, Snug Harbor all, all reached out today on social media asking for help on that. So, I mean, the places are doing the best they can, you know, trying to sell merch and, and do different things uh, to keep their businesses alive. And so they can keep bringing us music, you know, when um, things are back to normal, whatever that is. So, um, you know, it just continues on and uh, I'm trying to stay positive, um, you know, and hopeful with everything, but it's hard. It's, it's really hard when you hear about companies talking about keeping their employees home for the rest of the year and, and a lot of schools being virtual and stuff. It's, uh, it's tough to be hopeful, but we gotta be, you know, I gotta hope that things improve and, uh, and get back to normal, um, or whatever the new normal will be. But, um, so what did I watch online this month? I didn't watch quite as much online this month. I did a lot of the usuals, uh, with fish and, um, uh, and with some Dave and then uh, widespread panic was awesome this month in August. They did uh, all Mikey Hauser, Hauser months. So that's older shows. If you're not familiar with panic, Mikey Hauser was the original guitarist in panic who died a number of years ago. So they've been playing shows on Sunday nights that are from both eras uh, with Mikey and without. And so with August, they went all old school and I loved it. Uh, it was great. The video wasn't as good, you know, cause they're older shows, you know, some in the nineties, some in the two, early two thousands. So you don't have that HD quality, but, um, band was just so hot. It was great. And, uh, panic themselves. They put together t-shirts and posters for that August run of shows, you know, and, and, um, selling them online to, um, get some revenue and, you know, support themselves and support their crew and staff. So, um, that was pretty cool. And also upcoming, uh, Labor Day weekend, uh, Fish is doing a stream of uh, shows every Labor Day for the last several years. They played Dick's Sporting Goods, uh, the soccer stadium outside of Denver, and they do three shows there over Labor Day weekend. And this so this weekend they're going to stream shows uh, from the past from Dick's, so that'll be cool. And Dave Matthews is doing a bunch of streams this weekend from shows 
he's done in the past at the Gorge in Washington. So we'll uh, we'll have both of those to um, look forward to over uh, Labor Day. And um, the festivals continue doing their thing um, in uh, the Outside Land Festival, which is a big one out in San Francisco. They did Inside Lands last weekend. Um, hardly strictly bluegrass. I think they'll be streaming in September off of what their dates would have been. So that'll be um, cool to see. So festivals, you know, are keeping their name out there and, and staying active, which is um, which is fantastic. But um, so what did what did I watch this month? So there's only a few things. Um, I'm starting to get a little more social, go out a little bit more. I'm still avoiding groups, but you know, going out, uh, meeting up with some friends for um, dinners and and stuff like that and lunches. But um, sports coming back too definitely cut into uh, uh, streaming. Um, you know, like tonight I'm watching the Bruins, the Bruins, uh, playoff game while I record. So, so more sports is, is more fight for my screen time of what I'm watching. But, uh, so the really cool things that I did watch was, um, the Newport Folk Festival. They commemorated this festival, uh, this year's festival in a really cool way. So they pivoted as well. So the Friday night they celebrated Mavis Staples 80th birthday, and that was a pay event for streaming. And I had several artists uh, to pay tribute to Mavis. I didn't watch that one. Saturday, they did another pay streaming event. And then um, um, Deer Tick, who's out of Rhode Island, who always plays around Newport Folk Festival, they did a drive-in show down in Rhode Island uh, to raise money and awareness for the Folk Festival and, and commemorate that. And then on Sunday, uh, they did a stream, which was free, and I watched, and it was awesome. Just the mix of artists they had and the performances were great uh they did a mix of video from fort adams state park with various people talking and just kind of some overhead video and different things around the park and clips of past performances and stuff like that if if you haven't been to either the folk festival or the jazz festival there fort adams state park is just an amazingly beautiful spot in, in newport which is a gorgeous town as it is but uh it was it was a really fun sunday evening to kind of be transported back to um, Newport and check out all the wonderful music that was played. But um, so for my notes here, uh, who, who played at um, the festival? Oh, and, and the first thing was they talked a lot about uh, during the stream was to be present, be open um, and be kind and be together. And uh, what a great message that is for uh, these COVID times. You know, we seem to get more divisive and more against each other. Uh, it's great to hear a message, message like that from the festival. But um, Lake Street Dive, uh, they performed a song called Just Another Soldier in the Army of Love, which I which I thought was fantastic. Um, Roger Waters uh, played with the band Lucius. Uh, <clears throat> Brittany Howard, lead singer from Alabama Shakes, is doing a lot of solo stuff now. She performed. Um, Jim James from My Morning Jacket performed uh, What the World Needs Now is Love, and that was really fantastic. Uh, Brandy Carlisle played, uh, our native daughters played who I, I love that, um, folk and Americana band, uh, Chatham County Lion played who I swear I, um, had to have seen them at some point, either at the Whitewater center or at a festival somewhere, but I can't place when or where I saw them, but, um, I love their performance at the folk festival and I've been streaming quite a bit of their stuff online since then. And 
really gotten into them. And that's why I'm considering driving the hour and a half Saturday night out to see their drive-in show. But um, and that's they're going to provide the closing song for uh, this month's episode, too. So if you're into that <clears throat> folk Americana stuff, definitely check out Chatham County Line. Um, and then the other uh, really cool stream that happened was called A Song for Joe. It was uh, in celebration of Joe Strummer from The Clash, the lead singer, his uh, birthday. So they pulled together all these different artists to perform Clash and, and uh, Joe Strummer songs and that was fantastic between the performances, the wonderful music uh, that was out there to be interpreted. And then also just all the people telling these wonderful stories about um, Joe Strummer. It was um, about an hour and a half, two hour deal. And I watched it on a Saturday afternoon and it was just fantastic. I loved it. Um, so some of the performances on there that were really cool, uh, this band Interrupters, uh, played Get Down Moses, and I hadn't heard of Interrupters before. They're kind of like that punk ska deal. And it turns out I do know them because when I started streaming them afterwards, you know, check out more of their music, they're a band out of L.A. They had a huge hit, a Kerosene song, uh, just two years ago, and I'm like, I know them. And then it was funny, just this past week I was watching uh, Umbrella Academy on um, – on Netflix and there was a great song on there. I heard it. And I really liked it. I Googled to see what it was and it was an interrupter song. So hopefully, uh, once we get back to normal and that band gets back to her and I can check out an interrupter show sometimes I'm really liking what I'm hearing online. Um, also as part of it, uh, Jeff Tweedy played not a big favorite of mine, but huge, um, artists that other artists love and they have a ton of fans. He performed, uh, Tom Morello, uh, performed a uh, song Bank Robber in a total acoustic Bob Dylan way. Not all the guy from Rage Against the Machine and Audio Slave, but uh, he killed it. It was great. Uh, this band called Heinz played uh, Spanish Bombs, and I love that. Um, Craig Finn from Hold Steady played Washington Bullets. Um, Jesse Drayton, uh, Jamie Jones, and Cherry Glazer did um, Charlie Don't Surf, and that was really fantastic. I didn't know any of those artists before, and, and their take on that song was great. Uh, Dropkick Murphys played Tommy Gun. Uh, Josh Home from Qu Queens of Stone Age played Train and Bane, which was fantastic to me because I, I love Josh Home, and that's one of my favorite uh, Clash songs. Um, and uh, Frank Turner played in Hammersmith uh, Play. Uh, Lucinda Williams um, uh, played another one of my favorite Clash songs, Straight to Hell, which once again, like with Josh, one of my favorite artists doing one of my favorite songs. And Lucinda completely made it hers. It was a total Lucinda style take on uh, Straight to Hell, which was really cool. And uh, uh, the last artist I had written down was Bob Weir and Jesse Malin. Jesse Malin was one of the uh, hosts of the special. Um, they did... Um, uh, Bound for Glory, uh, which was really good. And uh, Bob Weir told this, I won't ruin it because I don't in, in always interpret other people's stories well, but uh, he tells a great story of meeting um, Joe Strummer uh, in the 80s in Philadelphia. Both The Clash and The Dead were playing in Philadelphia. And by coincidence, they were both staying in the same hotel and they got to meet and have an evening together. And um, if you can find that online, it's fantastic. Bob Weir tells a great, great story with it and very Bob Weir style. And then uh, the last thing I streamed this month was uh, Steep Canyon Rangers, uh, band you've heard me talk about from North Carolina that I love, Bluegrass Band. 
they uh, signed up to do a, a set of three shows last weekend, all in Carolina. Some were drive-ins and some were in fields, uh, but they were going to perform these shows for free. You had to get a, sh a ticket so that, you know, you could be properly spaced and parked and all that. And uh, they only got to perform two of them. One of them uh, got postponed twice because of rain. And then they were going to try it again tonight, but I guess the field was too soaked where they were going to try and park cars. So they couldn't do it. But um, they were going to stream all three shows, but they streamed two. I streamed the Friday night show and it was great. Um, so that was really enjoyable. Last weekend, I did miss, um, I didn't talk about them during the pivot part of this, but American Aquarium uh, rock band uh, that I love and a bit of Americana. They did four nights down in Athens and they played a different one of their albums each night. And you could buy those kind of the same deal with like Tipitina's. You could have bought all four at one price or you could buy them one off. So um, bands are starting to figure this out and, and they're getting more out there, which is, um, which is pretty cool. So that wraps up what I had for this month, you know, kind of, Got to see some live music, which was awesome after several months and none. Um, kind of give you an update on, on North Carolina and what's going on with the online streaming stuff. And then also talked about what I watched online. And uh, there was some really fantastic stuff and got to um, really fall in love with a couple couple bands between Chatham County Line and Interrupters. So uh, I was very pleased about that. Uh, and hopefully get to see some more music Saturday night at a drive-in show. And, um, and that's it. So thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for letting your friends know and who, and relatives, whoever you're telling, because I had a nice uptick in numbers uh, last month, which was great. Love to see that people are listening and really appreciate you. And uh, please continue to give me uh, your feedback. People uh, are pretty good about letting me know what they think and what uh, they'd like to hear. And um, that's it. So we'll be back next month and hopefully we'll have some more live music to talk about. Thanks, for, thanks, everybody. Be well. All right, everybody. The uh, going out song this month is going to be by the aforementioned Chatham County Line, their song, Oh Me, Oh, oh My, off their latest album. Hope you like it and check them out. Stool.